Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different. Different. This is NOCO FM. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Corbin vs. the World. I am your hero, as always, Corbin David Albaugh, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But before I do that, I wanted to give you all an update on our big blockbuster story of 2019. This is... The Days of Our Woodstock. When we last left our poor, tragic, hilariously flawed festival, it was in a state of flux. Did we know whether the festival was going to live or die? Would it triumph or would it fail? Would our heroic band of upstart greedy capitalists be able to realize their dreams of stealing a bunch of money from a bunch of dumbass Gen Zs and millennials? Well, somehow, the answer to that question got even murkier this week as it was revealed by one of the runners for Woodstock 50, that Densu Aegis, who I actually did some research on this past week, and I found that they were voted the most evil corporation in Japan in 2016. And I can't imagine what an evil corporation in Japan would look like, mainly because I haven't seen enough animes, but I imagine that somewhere the... Japanese version of Rami Malek is working there and trying to corrode it from the inside. So you go, Japanese Rami Malek. You fight the system. Maybe you can stop Woodstock 50. But if you'll recall from last week's episode, Densu Aegis were the uh, evil Japanese backing company that uh, fronted the money for Woodstock 50 and then hilariously pulled out uh, their funding just a couple weeks ago, uh, leading to this new wrinkle in the drama in which they are now being sued by the attempted runners of the festival because now they are alleging that not only did Densu pull their money out without any warning, but they have also stolen money from the festival and now they're suing to get that money back. So, you know, at least you're staying on brand as an evil corporation, so I can't really fault you for that. But the wording in the lawsuit is just too good. Whoever they have just writing the literature for for their marketing, for all of their legalese, they're just top shelf people all around. Did I mention that uh, the people that are running the festival also hired uh, members of Donald Trump's legal team to help them out in this? Because at this point, let's just make this a full ensemble piece and let's bring in other universes as well. It's the 2019 Great American Fuck-Up Cinematic Universe, and I am all about it, and I will buy that ticket. But I'm getting off track, which I find that I'm just going to keep doing in this never-ending feeding frenzy smorgasbord that is this story. Uh, the verbiage that they're using in the lawsuit is also wonderful. Uh, it claims that Densu Aegis, in addition to stealing $17 million dollars, uh, which they are trying to recoup in order to get the festival to, you know, happen and stuff, which I think they have two months left to do. So I'll uh, I'll update the advent calendar for that. But anyway, in addition to the $17.8 million, they're claiming that Densu just secretly decided, this is a direct quotation, secretly decided to abandon and then sabotage the festival 
to ensure that it would never happen. And you just have to imagine like the this this alleged boardroom meeting where all of these evil executives were like, we hate Woodstock so much that we're going to convince the Americans that we're going to let it happen. And then we're going to pull out dramatically, forcing them to have a big dance off skate off in the neighborhood to raise all the money and build a stronger community. And then we get to make an 80s movie about it. Wait, I got off track again. God damn it. But but I'll go on into the into the petition. It says it used the word pillaged. It says that they pillaged the festival bank account like pirates on its way out, taking all of the seventeen point eight million dollars in the account. And it says in the petition again, this is direct wording. This is the equivalent of one spouse raiding a marital bank account and changing the locks in the middle of the night to lock out the other spouse and starve them out of money to live. And you got to admire the beautiful poetry and the visualization that went into that. Because again, it just it's playing like a soap opera and it's so beautiful. And I can't wait to see how this story continues to evolve because I know it's only a matter of time before Ja Rule shows up. Like we've been building it up and we've been hyping it and no one said the name out loud, but we know that that is the payoff that we are working towards. So all I need is for next week, the secret CEO of Dentsu Aegis to be revealed to be Ja Rule. And then all of these stories can come full circle and I can rest easy knowing that there is actually someone writing all of this. Right? Surely. Anyway, uh, that is your Stockwatch 2019 Days of Our Woodstock. I will be keeping you abreast of this development because obviously this story is the gift that keeps on giving. But while you chew on that juicy, delicious story, let's listen to some great tunes together, shall we? This is I'm Not Where You Are by Marika Hacker.
been without it for so long. Forgot what it feels like. Been in the darkness till you came along. Showed me the daylight. Yeah. So hard, but I can't shake it, shake it. Ooh, no. Ooh, no. I can't shake the memory. I can't fake it, fake it, fake it, fake it. Ooh, you remind me of something. You remind me of something. Something that I used to feel myself. Something that I used to feel like a heartbeat racing.
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing I'm Not Where You Are by Marika Hackman, followed up by Remind Me by Emily King. And finally, we had Different Kind of Love by Adia Victoria. And now that we're back, I want to talk about the newest, hottest product that is hitting American markets. How many times have you found yourself drinking some nimby pimby bullshit plastic bottle of water thinking, yeah, this water's all right, but it doesn't make me feel like a badass. 
Well, do I have some good news for you, you son of a bitch. There is a new product out for you, and it is called Liquid Death, motherfucker. It's water in a can, and it's water for badasses. And no, I am not making this shit up. Google it. Some Netflix creative director got $1.6 million in funding because he brainchilded canning water, throwing some heavy metal fucking decor on it, and then mass marketing it and selling it at a jacked up price because reasons in such a way that makes the people that sell Fiji water look like legitimate businessmen. It's literally in a goddamn tall boy can with like the color scheme of a Coors beer. So they're not even aping a good beer, but it's got it's in a tall boy can. It says liquid death, mountain water, murder your thirst. I feel like I may have died a few months ago. And I've just been like spun into some weird kind of just inconvenient, weird level of hell where everything is just kind of like laboratory calibrated to piss me off because this is just hitting all my fucking bingo cards right now. So the idea he gives this interview to to Business Insider on, you know, his brilliant brainchild. And he talks about the, the decision to market the water to to punks and the heavy metal crowd, uh, of course, to make it cool to younger folks. Because uh, he literally says, uh, if you want younger people to want something, you have to market to people in their 20s because teens want the thing they can't have. It is water. Are you trying to make water like a cool, elevated thing? But like he goes on to say in, in the interview, uh, if you think about it, it makes sense. Everything metal and punk is extreme because he's talking about like the how extreme the brand is because it's called Liquid Death and it's water tea. And uh, he, he says being vegan is extreme. Protesting deforestation is extreme. I'm going to stop you right there, my dude. Protesting deforestation is actually, I think, a fairly rational viewpoint to have. But then again, I'm not a Netflix executive that is also fronting water. And in my head canon, this guy was also responsible for Bird Box, too. So I can just lump all of my hate onto him. He also goes on to say there are more vegans at a heavy metal show than a Taylor Swift show. And I'm not entirely sure how that uh, how that supports his point. But now with that statement in mind, all I really want to do is go collect some data and go undercover at a fucking Taylor Swift concert and then a Cannibal Corp show and then quantify how many vegans I can find. That sounds like a good use of my time. And I realized that Vice has probably already beaten me to the punch on that shit. God damn you, Vice. Anyway, while I ruminate on all that fun, late-stage capitalist bigoty bullshit, and also, can we just appreciate between, like, this and the Woodstock and, like, so many other things, I just, I don't understand, like, at what point, like, what level of money do you need to have before you stop thinking like a fucking human? Like, you just become, like, some weird elevated alien beast that suddenly thinks it's okay to drop 1.6 million dollars on canned metal badass water i don't know anyway shit uh here's more tunes this is teleman with family of aliens speaking of which
to fire a gun Oh baby, it's all right It's all right to feel Like a fat child in a pushchair Old enough to run Old enough to fire a gun
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing Family of Aliens by Teleman, followed up by No Reptiles by Everything Everything. And rounding us out, we had Marble Skies by Django Django. And I swear to God, I didn't put two bands with repeating words after one another intentionally. It just happened that way. It just worked thematically. And do you ever feel like a fat child in a pushchair? I don't know exactly what that means, but it does take my brain to some interesting spaces. So uh, Everything Everything is also a really, really good band. Obviously, all the music I play on here is really, really good. But Everything Everything is a lot of fun to listen to. Super quirky, big, fat arena rock uh, influences. But you should check them out. I uh, think they had a new album come out a couple years ago. Yeah, that sounds about right enough that I don't have to look it up. Anyway, let's talk about some light politics, shall we? Don't worry, we're just going to talk about some local politics. I know everyone in Colorado is really, really excited about the fact that Denver voted to decriminalize mushrooms, which I guess is really exciting to the two people out there that were holding off on taking mushrooms because they were illegal. Oh no, good thing we eliminated that stopgap. Now you can enjoy your fish concert without getting worried about being busted by the cops, Ethan. But I'm sure glad that uh, the decriminalizing magic mushrooms initiative narrowly passed and the initiative that would have made it legal for homeless people to sleep in parks without getting tased by the police failed dramatically. So at least we know what the real priorities are of Denver voters. I see through you guys. I see your NIMBY shit. But yeah, hey, good job on decriminalizing mushrooms. Good job fighting the man, assholes. Keep closing off parks and making shit harder for poor people. Pat yourself on the back for that. No, I don't have any jokes written for this. I just want everyone to take a second to appreciate uh, all the shitheads that voted in favor of mushrooms, but against homeless people. So, uh, yeah, just think about your values. Anyway, let's listen to some more tunes, shall we? Yeah, let's do that. This is Discovery with Osaka Line. Oh, 
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing Osaka Loopline by Discovery. That's an old uh, collaborative side project that uh, Rostam, formerly of Empire Weekend, did uh, with the singer from Ra Ra Riot. Hey, remember Ra Ra Riot? I bet you do now. But that LP is a real winner. And after that, we had Lovely Allen by the instrumental group Holy Fuck. And finally, we had Alaska Alaska and their song Moon. And they're a really exciting new group. So you should check out their songs, too. Anyway, we are just wrapping up this episode of Corbin vs. the World. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and check out all of the fantastic shows that we have on NOCO FM. Be sure to download our streaming app as well so you can listen to our app wherever you go or listen to our in-house podcasts. I've got a new track by Flying Lotus lined up for you. For a while, I was thinking about playing the uh, the track that had David Lynch on it, but I decided that that was just a little too weird uh, to bring into this show, so I just kept that in my own personal playlist collection. Uh, but this one is a real stomper. This one's got Anderson Pock on it, uh, who's also coming off a very, very consistent third album that just came out. But this is a new track that they have collaborated on that is on uh, the new Flying Lotus album that is going to be coming out later this year, which I am extremely hyped for. Uh, we are starting to really get into uh, the heavy hitters uh, between uh, movie, television, and music releases. So I, for one, cannot wait for the rest of the spring and the summer and all the fun releases. So to whet your appetite, here's that Flying Lotus Anderson Pock song. Thanks a lot for listening, friends. Appreciate you.
you send me the location Then I'll be right there Then make her come check you my baby No time, no And my dog is on probation Another five years And bring girls to his location No time, no Send me the location This year about vacation Flight catching, train taking Soon as my nigga off probation your boyfriend's on a waiting thing, looking for one wish on a Ray J thing. I prayed that girl, outrageous thing, but she can't see cause I got shades and thing. Bare girls wanna throw shade and thing, no shade, what shade is your foundation in? Darkest grey, the shade I'm in. 49 more if your babes want sin. I had me a famous thing, goals and things, gains and things. My house party, a babe station. Girls wanna chase, it's a status thing. Head so good now, speak the drawty. You hardly part me, I'm laughing again. I assisted, man, passed my friend. Look, money like the alphabet. If you wanna see P's, got a pass on the ends. Came a long way from a park in a Benz to an 18 plate, man's parking a Benz. Far from the rest, but I'm far from my best. Life is a lesson, I'm passing a test. Yes, everything blessed. I don't want drama and I don't want stress. My girl got finesse, Caribbean flex. Body and chest, tech body and chest. Thank God more, I grew up with less. Just to the right, raps to the left Arge in the middle, got seed to the death Batch full of dogs with the 16's vets If you send me the location Then I'll be right there To make her come check you my baby No time, no And my dog is on probation Another five years Me bring girls to his location Nigga, I was down by the middle to the top right now and I could pull a couple grand on my pocket right now Yeah, I'm so fly, yeah, I'm flying in the rocket right now And all the games you play never stop right now I pull up on the block, I see everybody watching Cause it's diamonds on my chain, and it's diamonds on my watch Money moves, off white shoes, came straight from Virgil Abloh I've been down, I've been low, had my mattress on the floor can I ring ring my cellular? We have a big fat split pulling up. In a big black pens pulling up. Please tell everybody to start pulling up. Enough champagne from the bar coming up. Party hard, make I live my life. Nigga, I was down by the middle to the top right now. And I could pull a couple grand on my pocket right now. Yeah, I'm so fly, yeah, I'm flying in the rocket right now. And all the games you play never stop right now If you send me the location Then I'll be right there To make her come check you my baby No time, no And my dog is on probation Another five years And bring girls to his location No time, no This has been a production of NOCO FM.